This is season two, episode five of the Going to Beyond the Food Pro series. And today we have a guest, Stephanie Long, business coach. I'm going to chat all about getting started in your non-diet business and the five steps to take. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Going Beyond the Food Show Pro Edition. I'm Stephanie Dodier, clinical nutritionist and certified intuitive eating counselor, creator of the Going to Beyond the Food Method, a global coaching and online training approach focused on helping women make peace with food and their bodies so they can live a fulfilling life right now. This special podcast series is designed for the health pro wanting to integrate the non-diet approach in their practice. So if you're a nutritionist, a health coach, a dietitian, a doctor, a therapist, or a fitness pro, this special podcast series is specially designed for you. Ready, sister? Let's do this. Hello, my dear colleagues. Welcome back. This is a treat for all the people that haven't yet started your business. You're going to love my guests. So this is for the women practitioner that have a degree, a certification in hand, and you are ready to get started, but you're just overwhelmed by the idea of having to start a business. Or perhaps you have spent the last few years recovering your own relationship to food and body, and you have a burning desire to share what you've learned with others. This is so for you. Like, you want to create something out of passion, out of love for other people. You're going to want to listen to Stephanie teach you, first of all, the top three mistakes that she is seeing in her client that she's helping to build our business. And then the five steps that she take, and she has a treat, she has a gift for you. She has a roadmap, she created a roadmap. And she's going to tell you how to put your hands on that. Stephanie is somebody that I've known for the last two years now, she's a business coach who specialized in helping nutritional practitioner nutritionists set up their business from the ground up. She's also the host, perhaps you've listened to this podcast, the Next Level Nutrition Biz podcast. And Stephanie is a guest teacher within the non-diet mentorship program. And just for the last cohort, she taught an amazing class on um, doing successful consultation for their signature program. Which by the way, I wanted to quickly mention that the January 2021 non-diet mentorship cohort is coming to a close. The application process is ending very quickly on Sunday, November the 22nd. So if you're listening to this live, you have four or five days to submit your application and then it's going to be on to next year. So on to Stephanie and teaching us the top three mistakes she's seeing practitioner make and then what is the next five steps, easy steps you should take to get started in your business. Hey, Stephanie, how are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be on your podcast today. I'm excited to have you. I have followed your work and I've learned from you. I'm really excited to present you to my tribe here. Yeah. Well, that's such an honor to know that you've learned from me. So thank you for saying that. So Stephanie's going to talk to us today about how to start your business. Like, 
what you need to think about when you're starting either your health coaching business, your nutrition, your non-diet business, like what the cornerstone. But the first place I want us to get started is your own business story. How did you get started? Yeah, I will try to keep this short and sweet because as we know, it's a roller coaster, right? Um, So I actually uh, graduated from nutrition school back in 2000. I think it was 2013. Um, I went to school at Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. And as I'm sure many of you listening, um, I actually went to school for nutrition because of my own health issues. I dealt with a lot of migraines and digestive issues. Came out of school not knowing I wanted to start a business, but was suddenly like, I can't not share this. Like, I have to share this information. Um, You know, it's changed my life. I want to change other people's lives. So that kind of sent me into this world of building a business. You know, I went from being interested in nutrition to like, oh, there's other skills that I actually need to now do this as a business. So uh, to be perfectly honest, I took about the first year after graduating to actually put everything into place. I was trying to get an idea of like how to work with clients, getting all my forms in order. I was spending a lot of time just making handouts. I'm not sure if anyone can relate. I was sitting behind the scenes like one day I'm going to need this handout or I'm going to need this health plan. So I was just spending so much time on like the kind of behind the scene details. And, you know, clients were trickling in, but they were like my neighbor or my cousin or a best friend. And what I found was happening was I was working with people, but under all health issues, like every kind of health condition under the sun. So I was trying to learn about arthritis and about digestion and about MS. And um, I loved it, but it was overwhelming. I was like, how can I sustain this? So at this time, I was like, not charging that much for my sessions. I was only seeing a few clients. I was in this constant battle of like, can I actually make this work? I, you know, I'm not making a lot of money and uh, the clients aren't coming and knocking down my door like I thought they would, you know, what am I doing quote unquote wrong? Like what is happening here? And at this point, I was super lucky to actually be introduced to a mentor who was in the nutrition field that in a sense, was kind of closing out her business. So she was um, a very successful nutritionist, but then also was a successful blogger um, doing like a nutrition blog. So she wanted to go more the blogging route and she needed someone to come in and take over her nutrition clients. Mm. So I was really lucky. What we did was paid, I actually paid her a percentage of all the clients that I worked with that were coming from her. And I learned so much. She helped me get set up with systems, with different processes, how to work with clients, um, how to market myself, like all the things I wasn't doing. Like I said, I was sitting behind the scenes. Um, So it was such a huge, huge, huge learning curve for me. And I um, grew my business quite a bit this way. Now, to kind of show you how I then went into business coaching for nutritionists specifically, um, at the same time I was growing my nutrition business, I was also working at Canadian School of Natural Nutrition um, doing the business class, which is so funny (laughs) because like, what did I know about it at that point? All I knew was that I felt like I didn't learn a lot in the class. And I, as I was learning, I guess it's my personality. I was like, I have to teach this. So I was just teaching everything I was learning and people were so 
receptive to it. They were like, thank you for sharing this. Um, can I sit down with you and buy you a coffee? And can I rack your brain? So I started doing these coffee dates, which then turned into two to three hour sessions, which then turned into workshops with all these different nutritionists, kind of teaching them like, here's what I did that didn't work. And here's what's now working for me. So I kind of came to this crossroads around 2017 in my business where I was doing nutrition and business coaching. And long story short, I just decided to go for the business coaching. It's where I felt called to. And it was the best decision for me. Um, It's definitely where I thrive. It's definitely my zone of genius. I I feel like I needed nutrition to get me here. Um, And I still get to do what I love. I get to talk nutrition, but I also get to talk business, which is something Mm. I totally thrive in. So yeah, that's my story. It's very powerful in which you like experience all kinds of models. You've experienced it from the beginning, like from so many angles. So here's a question for you. Now that you know what you know, and you've been observing people starting their business and like starting your own and teaching about business, what do you see are the top mistakes that new practitioners do when they start their business? Oh, I love this question. And this is not to call anyone out because I made these mistakes too. But the number one mistake that I see is not choosing a focus, Mm. not being super clear on your niche, or at least like who you kind of want to work with. And like I said earlier, you know, I was working with um, people who had arthritis, digestion issues, MS, like everything under the sun. And I was taking on so many clients and it was really leading to burnout. Yes. Yeah. Burnout for me. And I wasn't able to actually give my clients like all of the support they deserved because I was a generalist. I was just giving general information. So what I really find is that by staying a generalist, you can't fully support yourself and you can't fully support your clients. And what really um, will help you kind of bring things to the next level is by becoming um, a specialist. So getting really clear on what you're best at, how you can help people. um, And that's going to help you, you know, make more money and make a greater impact. So that's definitely the first mistake that I see. And I just want to add to this, that's exactly what we teach in our mentorship program, even in the field of non-diet. Exactly. Like the ladies, they have to pick one focus, right? Type one diabetes or exercise, like one thing. Exactly. And I want them to be like the world expert on that one thing within intuitive eating. Of course. Yeah. And actually, when we talk more about my roadmap in a bit of how to launch your business, let's actually talk about. Um, when you focus and how you can still be broad within a focus or super niche down. So we we can touch on that in a bit, but um, I totally agree. Yeah, perfect. So do you want me to go into mistake number? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So the second mistake that I see is that what you're doing is you're posting online with no direction. So you graduate from school, you're excited, you're like, here's my green smoothie bowl, or here's like the new food I'm cooking, or um, like a random health tip. Like I see all the time people saying like, here's, um, let me tell you about iron or about magnesium. And it's like, you want to educate so bad, but there's real, there's no real like strategy behind the education. So people end up feeling like, what are you actually talking about? What are you actually teaching? And because you feel like you have to teach about everything to do with nutrition, you end up getting overwhelmed and then you don't post at all. So it's like either you're posting so much, but it's not going anywhere or you shut down and you're just like, you know, I only got one or two likes. I got no engagement and this isn't leading to clients. So you feel like, 
okay, I'm doing all of the things, you know, in quotations, all of the things and nothing's happening. So it's really about getting clear on Mm -hmm. what, you know, who's your focus, like who is your niche and then how to create content specific to those people and not worrying about creating for everyone, just creating for that audience of people. And what about the third one? Yeah. So this is a big one. Mm. I will put my hand up that this was me. Um, and sometimes I have to catch myself still doing this, but it is waiting until you're ready. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yep. Do you see this too? Oh, wow. So yeah. So that that's why. So we're in the, the second quarter of this year and like literally like we're in the fourth month and it's like they have a deadline by the end of this month that they have to have their program out into the world because I know if I leave it up, it'll just be people waiting and nothing will happen. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I'm guilty of it too. So, you know, it's that, like I mentioned earlier, it's the tinkering behind the scenes. It's getting it all perfect. It's, you know, waiting till it's ready. It's um, polishing it. It's getting your website photos looking perfect. You know, all of these things that we feel like make such a big difference. Um, But you know, spoiler alert, they really don't, you know, nobody actually cares if the behind the scenes is completely perfect. They, they won't know about you unless you're visible and putting yourself out there. So what I really challenge my clients to do too, just like it sounds like you do is not waiting until it's ready, putting it out there and then having this um, motto that done is better than perfect. Yes. It's it's amazing. Somebody just launched her program now and she doesn't even have a website. Yeah. And she has three people in it. Yeah, that's amazing. Right? So it's yeah. just about managing our mindset. Yeah. And really challenging, like, do I actually need this thing or am I using this to um, distract me from the bigger picture? Voila. Mm-hmm. That's the big, big thing. I would agree with that. Now, if somebody's aware of those three mistakes, right? They're like, okay, clearly that part of it is me anyway. Like, how do I get over this and actually get started in my business? I know you have a roadmap to this, and I think that's what you're going to walk us through next, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a five-step roadmap, and I'm going to just cover it in like Perfect. really quick detail. I don't want to overwhelm you guys because overwhelm can be um, something that stops us from taking action. Amen. So I just, just want to give like the, the five things to consider. But if you want to go into detail in this um, and learn more, you can go to stephanielong.ca slash roadmap, and you can actually get your hands on a freebie of mine that goes into this in detail and also shares my favorite tech tools. Um, that's a whole other conversation, but I know tech can really screw people up. Mm. Um, so I want to make sure that you have access to that as well. So um, that's there for you guys. But let's actually get started with the five steps. Yes. Um, the first one being, and I know this sounds super basic, but getting your business fundamentals in order. And now what I mean by business fundamentals is literally registering your business, getting any licenses you need, getting insurance. I know insurance, not having insurance to work with clients can sometimes hold people back. They're like, I can't bring a client on yet because I don't have insurance and I don't want to you know, get sued or I don't want something bad to happen. And it's like a lot of these things feel so big, like these big, scary blocks. Um, but once you get them done, you're like, oh, that was actually really easy. And I don't know why I worried so much about that. So I really want you to start with like the basics, like create a checklist and just say, okay, registration, break it down. And not sometimes it can feel overwhelming 
to think of these projects like in such a big way, like what does actually registering mean? Maybe that means like Googling your province or where you live and saying, how do I register my business? And then maybe filling out an application um, and maybe like connecting with your local township or municipality to see if you need to get certain licenses. So like break it down for yourself so it doesn't feel so overwhelming um, because then you can really check these things off and feel like you're making a ton of progress. That's awesome because that's a huge robot. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, again, it feels like, oh, you know, that's not so difficult, but the amount of people that I see getting overwhelmed with this step and not actually even doing any of the other steps is it happens all the time. So you're not alone if you're stuck there, but please know that there's so many ways and so many resources out there to teach you these things. Um, So please don't let that stop you. Awesome. Okay, so the step uh, two for the five-step roadmap is uh, working with clients, like learning how to work with clients. Now, I don't know about you guys listening, but I didn't actually learn a ton about working with clients in nutrition school. Same with you, Steph? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) So like I said earlier, you know, I was working with, you know, in my first year of business, a few people trickling in, but I was scaring a lot of people away. Um, number one, I was giving way too much information. So I was just trying to give them everything that they could do to change their lives without remembering that it takes time for people to adjust or change or do something positive for their health or for their well-being. And they can't do 20 things at once. So really learning how to break information down into steps that are super supportive of people and their, and their health and well-being goals. Um, so that's kind of the first thing is like breaking down the information you're giving out. Now, what I also mean by working with clients is how are you going to schedule a client in? How are you going to accept payment? What kind of intake forms are you going to use? Are you going to use a contract? And now this could probably feel like, oh my God, these are so many things, (laughs) but I promise you that there are platforms out there that make this so, so easy for you. So my favorite platform to recommend my clients is one called Practice Better. Now, Practice Better is a client management platform where you can actually set up your calendar and people can book right in. They can pay right through Practice Better. So now you don't have to have those money conversations that maybe at the beginning make you feel really uncomfortable because all you have to do is send a link to your client and they sign up right through the link. Um, Practice Better also has client intake forms that you can use, like they provide client intake forms and you can actually add questions or take questions away. I love that. That's especially for us. That's amazing because our question was different. Exactly. You probably don't want the traditional like, you know, health intake. Yes. You want to add all your questions. So maybe it's just a one pager of more asking them about their relationship with food, their relationship with body, like you can build that all right in. And they also have contracts there that you can add in. So I like practice better because it is this all in one platform, but there's no reason you have to use practice better. Like you can easily find a scheduler and a payment platform. Um, Some of them are free out there. Some of them are paid, you know, 15, $20 a month, but you, I would say that investing into some kind of platform that's going to do this automatically for for you versus you having to send your client five dates and times and have them choose and just go back and forth like oh my gosh it's just so much work to do it that way so having something built in to support you in your business is going to be key absolutely and it's going to make your time efficient remember in business we have to think like a business owner like 
every hour you spend is 60, 70, 80, 100 bucks you're not making. Exactly. Yeah. So what's $15, you know, $20 yes. for a month, you know, support with a platform, really. We yeah. really, exactly like you said, we have to think, what is that return on our investments? Yes. Um, and these are things that are going to work for you. You know, anything you're investing in, in your business at the end of the day, I believe should work for you, especially platforms. Absolutely. So how can you squeeze every ounce of goodness out of those platforms so that they're like actually giving you exactly what you need? Okay. So step three is one that I already touched on with the mistakes. Um, and that's finding your focus, making sure that, you know, early on in your business, you are getting really clear on who you help what they're struggling with, and what solution it is that you can provide. So this could be, like I mentioned earlier, we could look at this as, okay, let's just imagine you're helping people with body image. So body image is more specific than just saying, like, I'm helping with general health and well-being. Like, that is more niched down. Or even, sorry, food freedom. Oh, food freedom. Like this is my, I like, I like it means nothing to people. Like I help you be free with food. Like it, that is not a niche. Like, just let's be clear on this in our world. That's not a niche. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. And you support me here because I don't know yeah. a ton about this area. So like, to me, that might sound more niche down, but to you who really knows this, it still sounds really broad and open. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So let's, yeah, use food freedom or um, like body image or body yes. positivity. And, and we think, well, that's enough, right? Like people yeah. get what that means, yes. but exactly what you're saying stuff is it might not really mean much. So, you know, now going from something broad and starting to get a little more specific. So like you said, Steph, like maybe it's, um, doing like intuitive eating. And I think you mentioned before, like diabetes, exactly. so helping people with diabetes, do intuitive eating or implement intuitive eating, like that's getting more like funneled down and getting way more clear. So keep asking yourself, like, is this really clear to people? Do they actually, could someone um, identify with this and feel like, oh, that is for me? Could they like jump out of their seat and be like, oh my gosh, it's like they're in my head. And if you're not there yet, like keep going to the drawing board and start asking yourself, how can I get more clear? How can I get more clear? And my favorite way to help you do this is if you have any type of audience, like a small social media following, or even just friends and family who you feel like might resonate with this kind of focus you want to do, start asking them, like, what are you struggling with? What do you need support with? Um, like, how do you want to feel and start to pull them and really ask them questions. And then and then kind of take this and start deciphering it and see if, you know, is the way I wanted to promote this the same way that people are actually saying that they're struggling with this. Cause that can be a huge disconnect. Like we as a practitioner or as a coach can think, Oh, everybody needs support with, you know, food freedom. But is that what they're calling it? Is that how they're identifying with it? So it's one thing to find that niche or that focus, but it's another thing to, to actually pull and test it out and, and be clear that your audience also resonates with that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so step number four is crafting your programs. So this is probably going to look a bit different for you guys listening who are doing the non-diet approach mm -hmm. because you're not going to necessarily create like a nutrition program where it's like you come in and you do a consult and then you create a health plan and you're giving like a diet recommendation. Like that is not what we're doing here. So um, this might look differently for you guys, but really what this comes down to is taking that idea of, 
that focus and that niche. And like I mentioned earlier, figuring out what problem people are having, like what are they really struggling with? And then your program or your offer is going to be that solution to their problem. So this might be like, I don't know, a two or three month program that helps diabetics with intuitive eating. And every week you're breaking down like a really specific, clear kind of lesson to get them to that transformation they need to make at the end of the day. Um, Can you think of any other like examples? That's exactly what we teach in our program is like we're saying like, so what does your client need to understand about intuitive eating or body image to get from where they are to where they want to be? And you make a lesson plan, right? So I don't know, it's a three month program on week one, we're going to do this week three, we're going to do this. And you have a lay of the land of all the steps they need to take to get to where they need to be. And then you go into your session with an objective of what you want to teach them. We're fortunate that we have um, the 10 principle of intuitive eating that kind of frame our session, but because of your niche, you will modify things around, right? This is where the professional skill set comes in. It's like with this group, we need to do this first and this and this. And like that's what we do like in the professional training in ours. Mm-hmm. But that's the same idea, like a goal for each session, a predetermined amount of session. Yeah, absolutely. So it's bang on. Yeah. Well, and I think you kind of even touched on it a bit with like, you know, you're going to shift and change it depending on your niche. But the most important thing here to remember is that like you might make changes or you're likely going to make changes as you go. So you don't have to feel like this is like the one time only you can like you have to create the perfect program, you know, going back to that, like, you know, only doing it when you're ready. Like, remember that this is the first iteration. So try it out, test it out, have a few clients in. Maybe you thought in week two, you're going to have to teach one thing, but that's not really something until week four. And that's okay. So we need to be in this like, um, like open beginner's mindset of like, it's okay to shift and change. And that's not a reflection on that. I'm not a good practitioner or coach. Um, I'm actually a better practitioner or coach because I'm, I'm malleable to like what my clients actually need support with. And then going back to the drawing board and making it better or making it more accessible for the next person that's coming in. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And the more flexible you are, the better of a practitioner you are. If you're rigid, you're not going to get your client to success. Totally. Well, and I'm sure you guys, like, I know you teach too. It's like the dropping in the body a lot. Like, how are people feeling? And that, and as a practitioner, like, we can't be so in our heads. We have to really feel it in our bodies. Like, what's working? What's not working? Um, You know, what am I attracted to? Like, what feels expansive to me versus contractive and things like that? So it's like exactly what you're teaching, you need to also implement as well. Well, we're not here, like... And I said that we did a podcast recently on your podcast, right? Mm -hmm. We're not here to tell people what to do. We're here to help people find within them their power to know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, people will be, quote, addicted to us for the rest of their life. Mm. Right? We need them to be independent of us by finding their own power. That's the whole philosophy behind the non-diet approach, right? It's finding your own power. So that's the goal. So if you're not flexible, when you teach that to your client, what are you really teaching to your clients? Yeah, exactly. It is all about that empowerment. And we don't want like, exactly like you said, we don't want them to feel like without us, they're going to fail. That's not the goal here. So I love that you teach that. And it's so important. 
Okay, step five. So this is the last step of the roadmap. And it's all about now really like visibility. So getting yourself out there. And for a lot of us, that means through social media or just different marketing channels. So this might be creating content on like a podcast or doing guest podcasting or guest blogging. It might be creating content for Instagram or Facebook. It might be nurturing people on your email sequence. Now, if you're just getting started, you might feel like, oh God, I don't have any of those things in place yet. So pick one. Maybe it's Instagram. And one thing to really recognize is where are your you know, ideal clients or where is that people within your niche? Where do they actually spend their time? So let's say you want to do like intuitive eating for people who work, you know, like 14 hour work days in like the corporate realm, right? And they're busy, like CEO style people. Um, Likely they're probably not on social media in the same way that maybe like a young mom is or like a business owner is. They're probably um, maybe if anything on LinkedIn, Yes. Um, So we really need to understand like, where are these people? Because we don't want to spend all our time on Instagram if those people aren't actually there. So that's kind of the first thing is like, where are your people living and spending their time? And then we also need to be really clear about the content we're creating for these platforms. And I really want to simplify this for you guys. Um, You know, whatever your program is teaching, so that program that you've crafted in step four, um, let's say it's like the 10 principles for intuitive eating, Mm -hmm. um, how can you break that content down and actually teach it in your social media or in your marketing channels um, so that when people actually want to sign up with you, they already understand the concepts. They've already learned from you. They've already know kind of like the fundamentals. So they're not coming in blind because we don't want a client that we now They come to us now, we have to teach them everything and convince them. We want people that are already aware, but now just need the support to implement this on their own or to empower themselves on their own. So the social media and marketing stuff that we're sharing is actually pieces of the puzzle within our program. Now, you might be thinking, well, why would I actually teach this for free, you know, if they're paying for like a program to do this with me? And what I usually say is that, you know, everybody can have the information, but sometimes it's like the actual, um, I guess in a sense, like roadmap of putting it all together. What do you do first? What do you do second? What do you do third? And actually talking it out with somebody, you, the practitioner, you know, who has the skill set to actually help them go deeper. So again, they can learn all the information, but a lot of the time it's the implementation or the support that's missing. So I do want to encourage you to share a lot, but don't feel like, you know, if you share, then it's not going to result in clients. I promise you that it actually will because people will feel so like if all of this information was given for free, what and what can I expect in an actual paid program with this person? Let me know what you think of that. It's the, on social media, you teach the what, the why, and what's on the other side of the work. Mm. The how is behind the paid gateway. What do you think of that? Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I will sometimes even teach the how, because I don't know, maybe that's just part of my personality (laughs) where I'm like, give it all, whatever. Um, But I think the how, not everybody implements the how, even if they know it. And that kind of even comes to the deeper work too. It's like, we might know all the things we should be doing, but why are we not doing them? Or why are like, and is it because we're not listening to our, our needs or we're not feeling supportive of ourselves? So 
I'm a little bit more loose on like, give it all. Sure. (laughs) Um, But I think in general, like teaching the what and the why, but keeping the how for your clients does work as a, as a strategy as well. Well, think about it in the case of intuitive eating, everybody's got access to the book, right? The book is out into the world, right? Everybody could read the book, but only a small percentage of people are successful with the book because they don't have a coach. They don't have that person walking with them, answering their question and coaching them. Yeah. That's what you get paid for. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I could have, I have a lot of business ideas. Like I could, I could just like pull them out of my butt. Like I, yes. I'm, I'm like not, I'm, there, I have so many ideas all the time, but sometimes it's like helping to think about it in like step-by-step or like refining it or having that feedback from someone like that's where I personally need the most support. So same with your clients. It's like, they might know all of the things they might've read the book, but are they able to make sense of the information? Yeah. And I think that's like the biggest piece of like, again, we're creating content that's going to inspire them and it's going to teach them, but we're not necessarily giving them every step to do it on their own. We're showing them how our program can help them implement that. Exactly. And what success can look like on the other side. Yeah. I like that framing for sure. Yeah. So these are the five steps. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. They're pretty fundamental. I mean, like I said, business fundamentals, working with clients, finding your focus, crafting your program, social media marketing. But a lot of us just um, skim over these or we don't actually put a lot of thoughtfulness into them. We're like, yeah, I got my programs ready and I'm posting on social media. But is there thoughtfulness and strategy behind it? That's what I really want you guys to think about so that you're not feeling like you want to throw the towel in because people need what you guys are teaching. They need it so badly. Um, And if you get stuck here, you know, really just go back to basics. What am I missing and how can I get more clear and how can I be more intentional about how my business is set up? Absolutely. So that's what you do. You help people set up their business. Am I correct? And create their business. Yeah. So I help nutritionists start their business. I help them set up their programs, come up with the content they're going to be sharing. And then I'm moving my business a little bit in the direction of helping kind of the next stage of the growing kind of nutritionist or health coach um, to really start to market and share their gifts. So the visibility piece, the content creation, um, because we can have everything set up nicely. But again, if we don't know how to share then nobody's going to find us. So I help with the startup pieces and a little bit of the growth as well. That's amazing. So we're going to put the link to Stephanie's roadmap and her website in the show notes. So if you're in your apps, you can just scroll down. I highly recommend that you go check out the work because it will help you get started. For all of you that wanted this topic, like how to get started, like she's your girl. Thank you. So thank you very much for giving us this information today and showed up for this podcast interview. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. There you have it, my sisters. I hope you now know what to do to get started. We need you. We need you out there working with other women. Remember that dismantling diet culture is a grassroots movement. It's going to come out of me showing you how to help women, you starting your business with experts like Stephanie and going out and helping hundreds and thousands of women in the future, quitting, dieting, dismantling diet culture within their mind. So 
If you haven't started yet your business, go grab Stephanie's roadmap. Just wanted to also let you know that we do have our last educational training webinar happening for 2020, last one of the year, November the 26th. And uh, in this one, I'm going to teach you how to integrate intuitive eating and body image in your practice. And the reason why this is the last one of the year is because the Going Beyond the Food Mentorship Program is coming to a close for 2020. Um, For those who don't know, the Beyond the Food Mentorship Program is our high-level mentorship for health professionals who want to take their business to the non-diet model of care. It's a six-month business and professional growth, which that I teach you the business skills to be successful in your non-diet business while teaching you professional skills of intuitive eating, body neutrality, and self-coaching. So if you're interested, you have until November 22nd to submit your application. And yes, it is by application. I only work with a maximum of 20 women at a time because it's a one-on-one relationship. So I uh, select people who are ready to do the work and ready to bring this forward into the world. Our next episode is a, I was, I was going to say a customer request, but it is a request from you practitioner. It's about breaking free from body image struggle as a health professional. When I surveyed our um, email marketing community, like the people who came forward and said, I want to be part of your professional community, the number one struggle that practitioner were facing were their own relationship to their body. So this one is going to be just for you, which is probably 90% of you. So you're going to want to stay tuned next Tuesday for that. I love you, sister. And I look forward to hang out with you on the next episode of the Pro Series.